Welcome to episode 17 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You are in the right place. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. Hey, and I'm Jennifer Fletcher, and I am a real-life youth ministry volunteer. I worked vocationally in student ministry for a while and have stepped back, and I'm just volunteering now, and it's awesome. I love still getting to be involved with students in this way, and we are so glad that you are here joining us today. And you continue to get sadder and sadder as the days go by because your girls are seniors. They're and you're about seniors. To lose I know. Them. Can we have a whole episode devoting to my sadness? Yeah. That would be really <laughs> great. Totally feel very <laughs> seen. But yeah, we're super excited. And hey, Chris, today we've got Tim Kilgore from Central Baptist in Waycross, Georgia. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. It's good to be with y'all. And I feel that sadness too, Jennifer, because I have a son who's a senior and is getting ready. Oh, so you to- feel it more than me. Episode will be about Tim's sadness, not Jennifer's. Don't worry. Well, there's a little bit of hope and happiness, too, though, because that's one less in the house. But Yeah, for Mm. real. As an empty nester, I'm telling you right now, I felt like all the people that have experienced empty nest kept that secret really good. So, (laughs) like, it's it's, it's not the worst thing ever. I'm just saying. I miss my kids, but it's it's been all right. So, uh, anyway. Waycross doing good down there, Tim, man. How's your Yeah, man. We're uh, we're doing great. Everything's going good. Getting ready for... uh, Summer is quickly approaching, so all the fun stuff that happens in summertime in student ministry is is right around the corner. We're excited about that, excited about what God's going to do. Awesome, man. And uh, as far as the fund for making your church's internet better, is, is that getting, uh, we're getting that better at this point? <laughs> I appreciate you recording from home today. Yeah. That's for everybody who, if you know, you know. And yep. so uh, we should be good today. So you're recording. Yeah, we should be. I appreciate Georgia. that. Well, hey, Tim, talk to us, man. Uh, what What are we talking about today? Guys, today we are going to be talking about how to talk one-on-one about difficult and sensitive topics. So when a student comes to you uh, needing to talk to you about something, how do you handle that as a volunteer? Yeah, this is uh, this is this is kind of a, a really interesting topic, and it's going to be a challenge. And we're actually going to do this a little bit a little bit different. We do have um, kind of like a list, if you will, to guide us, but we're going to have more of a discussion, I think, about this than a one, two, three, four, five, and six kind of thing, right? Um, but, and what's interesting, Jennifer, I think this is a challenge when it comes to guys, you know, for sure. Like you have to have certain conversations, you know, like things come into my mind, like what well, all of a sudden, if you have a kid, you know, a guy come up to you saying, I have an addiction to porn or something right. like that, that's a, something we've got to keep in mind. But in girls' world, it's like a totally different animal. Like it could be a, a totally different thing. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many sensitive conversations that girls want to have one-on-one. So many. You can't even have time to list them all. But I think, you know, from, um, you know, harmful body image and ideas just about themselves and if they act upon those harmful thoughts or just have questions about those things. I mean, I think all of our students, guys or girls, are just bombarded with this message that you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And so they express that in different ways and sometimes in harmful ways. And we want to be able to guide them and help them see, yeah, you know what? Sin's a thing. And we all are not who God created us to be without him. But God made a way and he sent us Jesus and help them see that direction and hopefully give them some hope and practical ways to help them in these areas. Yeah. And no doubt, Tim, as a youth pastor, so you're of the three of us, you're the one that's actually functioning as a youth pastor. And I'm assuming you 
you want your volunteers to kind of have at least somewhat of an understanding on how to deal the, deal with these type of things, correct? Oh, totally. And I, I think sometimes when when you're dealing with students, students connect with with volunteers and and youth volunteers uh, on a different level sometimes where they feel more comfortable talking to that volunteer. So we definitely want, I want to give them the tools to be able to handle that situation, to not be surprised by it, not be, cause it's a, it's a pretty daunting thing to think a student's going to come to you with this, uh, this problem or this issue that they're dealing with. And how do you deal with that? So I think this is probably one of the most important podcasts that we've done in, in this season for sure, just in, in giving them tools to be able to handle those situations. Cause it's, it's going to come, you're going to have that moment at camp. You're going to have that moment in a small group, where somebody's going to come with a difficult situation and you're going to have to talk to them. So we want to definitely uh, help equip that uh, volunteer for that ta- that conversation when it does happen. Yeah. yeah and, and friends, what you're going to go ahead, Jennifer. I yeah. was going to say, and also like right off the bat to make sure, you know, if you're listening to this, that like you're, you're not alone in this. I think all of us, mm-hmm. we were talking before we started the podcast about just the nerves and the fear sometimes that you have when you enter those conversations. And yeah, it does get easier with time, But overall, just for you to know, like the weight of all of these students is not upon your shoulders. There's resources Mm -hmm. to help you. We want to give you some tips today. Your youth pastor wants to help you. The other volunteers that you work with, um, you don't have to go this alone. You don't have to volunteer with these heavy things by yourself. So we are here for you. Yeah, big time. And let's just kind of tell you what you're going to get over the next few minutes from us. We've intentionally, we're going to try our best to avoid any specific examples of things because that can become a slippery slope real fast of, well, what about them? This, what about when that, what about when this, what about that? But rather what we, what we want to talk about are just generalities. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of general, general ideas, if you will, on, on how to handle some of these things. Right. So let's just jump into this thing. And the first thing is, is just this idea of never promise confidentiality, never promise confidentiality. So y'all flesh that out for a little bit. Well, I think that is huge because a lot of times uh, a student will come to you and be like, look, you can't tell anybody. And and what I've always told students who come to me is if you trust me enough to tell me what you're about to tell me, then trust me enough to take it to where I need to take it. So trust me with who I tell. Don't feel like I'm not going to share it with everybody, but I'm going to go if need be to the people who need to hear what you're telling me so that you can be taken care of and be, t- and be kept safe. Uh, either from yourself or yeah, from somebody three, else. And the three of us are old enough and have been in youth ministry long enough to know there was a day and age where in youth ministry world, that was something that you wanted. That was kind of like a big badge of honor kind of thing. Like, man, I'll, a, a kid can trust me and I'll never tell, you know, kind of thing. But those days are gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like really, yep. really gone. And I think, I think it's helpful practically to remember that, the majority of people listening to this, and, and I know we probably have some college leaders and stuff, but you're, you're typically working with minors. And so when they come to you with an issue, we, we really do need to be careful that we don't promise confidentiality. And again, like Tim said, I think I think when I started working with students, I thought that's going to make them not trust me anymore. But really, when you're able to express to a student like, hey, I'm so thankful that you're coming to me. I want to make sure we get you the best help possible for this situation. That means I got to involve a couple other people. They're fine with it. Of course, they're scared that you're going to tell their parents and they're scared when you say that you're going to tell their parents. But still, they're reaching out because they want your wisdom. They want your advice. And so we can offer it to them still. 
And of course, the thing that we're implying right now are these are the the big time um, harmful, uh, dangerous type things that they may bring to our attention. Right. We're not saying that every little thing that a uh, teenager tells you, you have to immediately go tell their parents or, or for a minute. For they sure. have to ask. <laughs> and, I, and I said, we're going to try to avoid, you know, um, examples. But if a kid asks about homosexuality, we're not saying that it, it's one thing to say, well, like I am struggling or just try, I'm trying to understand what the Bible teaches about this. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't immediately go to the mom and dad. Hey, your kids asking questions about homosexuality, you know, like right. but rather you just kind of, we're, we're talking about like, don't promise confidentiality in case they do share something that is potentially harmful to them mm-hmm. or they're being harmed, uh, harm someone else. You know, you see, and it's those yep. things, which really kind of leads into our next idea there, um, which is, this idea of be mindful of mandatory reporting. Jennifer, before we do that, did you have something to add on there though, before we jump in? You felt like- yeah, I would think the only thing is, is, you know, we don't, we don't want to, like you said, get into the nitty gritty because every, every student has their own story. And so every detail and every situation is unique. Uh, with that though, when you're saying harmful, Chris, I think what you're saying too is we want to make sure that if this is something that's going to be especially physically harmful to a kid, you know, right. we all, we all know students that are, um, engaging in a lifestyle or behaviors that we think are not living their life to the fullest in Christ, and that that could be quote unquote harmful, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about. This is more like yeah. it is an unsafe situation for this student, um, yeah. or it's going to cause them or somebody else physical harm. Those are the things that we're going to get into here in a second, talking about when we need to escalate further than just the conversation between the volunteer and the student. So, Tim, you have a background in camp ministry as well. Before you served as a youth pastor, you served some summers in some youth camps. So you have a little bit of an idea of what mandatory reporting is from then, of course. And now you even have an idea as a youth pastor. So kind of flesh that out a little bit as what what we're saying to folks that are listening. Well, I think, and and kind of to build off what Jennifer said, too, I I think as volunteers, we kind of know what the big two or three things are that we need to mandatory report. Um, and, and I don't want to, we can't really get into specifics just because in Georgia where we are right now recording, our mandatory reporting laws might be a little different than maybe somebody else who might be living, leading, uh, listening to us from out of state. Uh, so I would say, go to your youth pastor and ask them, say, what, what are our mandatory reporting requirements? Um, so this is, so you're protecting yourself so that, you know, cause there are, again, there are things that we know, like if we hear certain words, we're going to say, okay, that needs, somebody needs to know about this. Uh, if we know somebody is is thinking of self-harm or something like that, we want to make sure we communicate that. Um, and we, we do know those things that are definitely things that we need to tell somebody else and tell the youth pastor where you're, where you're a volunteer, go to your youth pastor, go to your pastor and talk to them and let them know. And they'll, they'll definitely be able to guide you in that. So. Yeah. And I think we have to, to, you know, obviously we want to, we want to be broad enough for this to apply to everybody's specific situations. When we talk about mandatory reporting, what we're really talking about too is that the information needs to pass above you as the volunteer. And so your youth pastor will know specifically in your state who that goes to. Um, and sometimes we get situations where a student tells us about something that is going on um, with a friend of theirs that we don't know. And so even contacting the local schools or different places can be helpful to try to figure out, hey, who do we have the responsibility to share this information with? 
Yeah, but it's and it's important to remember though that if you're listening to this and you are a person who volunteers with minors, with teenagers, um, there's a good chance that mandatory reporting laws do apply to you. Now, listen, at the heart of this thing, we're not talking about the lawful keep. Well, you know, our, 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 we're not trying to say, hey, the important part is you protect yourself from law. Like, obviously, the heart of this is we want to take good care of students that come to us with these things. And if there isn't some kind of self-harm or harm being done or sexual type, um, inappropriate type things happening to a kid, um, yeah, man, sexual abuse, all those things. Like we're going to want to make sure we tell the right people, uh, you know, with those things. And I yeah. think another thing to clarify too is um, if you are a volunteer and you're the person that uh, a teenager shares something like that with um, somebody, yes, you want to talk to those above you, but keep in mind that the responsibility is still yours and falls on you to report. In other words, right. I can't go to my pastor and say, and, and then he'll make a judgment call as to whether or not we think that is true or false. Um, if it's mandatory reporting, it's still going to come back on you because you're the one that heard it. So you've got to make sure um, you get, don't blow up the whole church over it kind of thing. Keep it confidential, go to the right people and, and make sure that it gets taken care of. Um, because there are some things that they do need to, be re, you know they're they're just they need to be reported you know yeah <laughs> because it's data and it's above our pay grade if you will you know and uh, we need help with that and to and you'll know I I really believe as a volunteer who loves students who loves working with students who's been working with students and who's even start who's even just started working with students you're going to know those things and you're going to want to make sure that that student is taken care of. So you're going to want to track that down and, and walk that road with them to make sure, because obviously they've trusted you enough to come to you to share something sensitive with you. You're going to want to see that through. Yeah. And I'll add to that too. We weren't uh, necessarily going to talk about this, but I think it's also important too, to remember that, you know, the burden is not just on you then. And so after you report, yeah. we want to care for the student long term. And so really getting them more professional help is a great thing to do, especially if the situation is one in which you need to mandate report, then I feel like I can say with confidence that it's probably a situation where professional um, counseling or help for that student could also be beneficial. Um, mm -hmm. And so your your churches, your pastors are going to have great resources for that. Um, schools are going to have great resources for that. Uh, and so obviously if the situation allows to get parents involved in it, you know, minors obviously can't get, um, counseling and professional help without an adult consent, but really, really lean into your pastors and your schools to help you figure out the next steps in those situations. You don't need to feel as a volunteer, like you now need to become a professional counselor. You know, mm. that's, that's not your training. Maybe, maybe it is, but then you know the student too well to allow it to be professional. Um, you continue to be the voice of the volunteer in their life, and they need that voice. And they also might need some other voices too. Yeah, and if I were going to kind of maybe nudge everybody a little bit on a just kind of a heart check moment for a second uh, for those listening, if, if there's any part of that type of thing that causes you to um, be tempted to kind of have that savior complex and handle it on there on that kick and trust me to go. And somehow you're getting like, um, you're kind of getting almost uh, kind of fed, uh, like your ego's getting fed a little yeah. bit by that. It came to you with this big thing and you got to talk, you know, like I would, I would encourage you to really be careful with that uh, yeah. because that's something that 
you know, we don't need to try to be, uh, you know, for these students. Um, Tim, we were talking earlier, um, you know, another another thing to remember, you know, if we're all of a sudden approached with a specific issue, I, I liked what you learned at camp and that you've kind of implemented since then. Um, it's like all of a sudden a kid comes to me and I can tell, oh, this is about to get really serious, really heavy, really fast. Talk about what you would typically do in that situation. Well, in, in that situation and what's happened in my own life and, um, and through experience and then working with students for uh, the last 20 plus years, um, I always looked when I was a volunteer, I would look for my youth pastor or my uh, my person right over me. So if it was a camp, my director at camp, I would then I would tell the student, say, hey, I appreciate you trusting me enough to tell me. Now, let's go tell this person who can help us work through this. So bring in the somebody else if you can, because it can be pretty. I mean, I, I, it's still to me a very heavy moment when a student wants to share something that they haven't shared with anybody else. And I think it's good to feel the weight of that moment, but you're not in that moment alone. I know Jennifer just said that it's so important for you to understand you're not in this by yourself. You don't have to fix the problem. You're just trying to facilitate connecting that student to somebody who can help them, whether that be the youth pastor yeah, the way who, that would, who you work with. and total, Yeah. And the way that would play out, practically speaking, just so y'all hear what we're saying here, all of a sudden a kid comes to you, they're sharing something with you. It gets heavy really fast. Hey, Johnny, hold on one second. You know what? I think this is a really serious topic and I would just have live to have some more support for you right now um, and, and make sure that we're hearing this the right way. And also just as a quick asterisk that we've not said out loud, and I don't want to just assume everybody gets this one um, and we don't need to chase this at all. We can just say it real quick. Uh, listen, fellas, you don't need to be having these kind of conversations with females and females. You don't need to be having these conversations with males. Okay. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. Hopefully you're smart enough that, you know, if you're listening to this, um, that would be a given. Right. But so in that, you know, we want to bring that person in, right. Uh, to kind of valid and Jennifer, you, you talked a lot about validating, um, you know, uh, a, a kid when they're saying something, can you, un can you unpack that? Cause I loved your heart behind that. Yeah, I think that really my my thought on it is that it is not your job to, as Tim just said, it's not your job to fix the problem. It's not your job to solve the problem. It's your job to take the student seriously. And so if a kid comes to you and they say, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z, you're not the judge of if that's true, if it's not true, why that's going on, or if they say that X, Y, and Z is happening to me or whatever situation it is we are not in charge of, of solving it, of being the judge, of being their savior. Like Chris said, we are in charge of saying, hey, I believe you. So many times kids are afraid to talk to adults because they don't think adults are going to take them seriously or believe them. Mm -hmm. And that's often why they end up sharing with you, the volunteer, because they trust you and because you've spent all year long or however many weeks you've been together pouring into them and investing in them and remembering their name and remembering things about them. And so they trust you now. And that's why they're sharing these things. And so remember, you're not fixing it. You're taking them seriously. And in that you say, hey, thanks so much for sharing that with me. I want to take you seriously. I want to validate what you're saying. That means we need to pull this person in or we need to have this other conversation or we need to whatever you deem to be the necessary next steps. Yeah. And, and as a guy, listen, you know, as someone who scores like a negative five on the compassion spiritual gift test when inventory when I take it right. This that's a good reminder for me because I'm telling you, man, especially in 2023, like I just have a big old 
you just need to rub some dirt on that attitude, you know, like, uh, like that'll fix it. You know what I'm saying? And that cannot be the case because honestly, there are some things that teenagers go through today that I'm just like, really, really, you know, that's depressing you. That's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not real. I know that I'm wrong on that. Right. Just to be clear. right. I hope you hear me say that <laughs> but my, because my knee jerk is like, dude, get over it. Like whatever, you know? And so, especially that's why Jennifer, when we worked together, I was like, thank God for Jennifer. Fletcher. You know, like <laughs> we balanced Jennifer, I, need you. I took everything way too seriously, but you know, <laughs> so, gotta uh, get a good so, team. Yeah. But you yeah, that balance. helping you the students that know that they're seen and heard is, is really the heart behind that. For sure. Yeah, big time, That's big good. time, big That's time. Good. Well, I think it goes without saying as well. You know, I say it goes without saying again, we don't want to leave things on the table and not say or assume that y'all know these things as you're listening. But I think the other thing we talked about as we were prepping for this thing is just the importance of knowing when and where to have these conversations, like when and where. Um, and this is just where we're wanting to say to y'all, hey, just be really careful, you know, with your location. You know, in other words, if you're just, you know, like hid out in a room somewhere and just you and that student and there's zero accountability around. You just want to really be careful with that and maybe grab that. Hey, let's go out and talk. Well, you know, kind of, we're going to get quiet, but you know, you know, cause you don't want to be sensitive, especially if they're like crying or something, but you just want to make sure you're getting it. And that's another reason why to bring somebody in. Right? Uh, right. But make sure you've got that, that location part. Right. And I would say also the wind matters as well. Um, it, it's interesting, you know, uh, Jennifer and I, we, worked together, you know, on staff together. And we took a lot of middle school ministry trips together, you know, with students. And it, it felt like as the night got later, that's when pro- more and more problems, you know, started to happen. And that's when, that's why the win part matters. Cause I think there are appropriate times to have these conversations with students. And then there are also moments where it's kind of like, no, we've been serving literally all day long and it's now approaching midnight and you're worn out. And, um, this will still be a thing tomorrow. Let and you need to make sure you follow up, but just know that maybe it's okay to push pause um, and not do that so late. And you what can validate them in that. You know, yeah, like going valid, back to the yeah. other point, you can be like, "Hey, I really want to make sure I have the time mm-hmm. to really get to hear you and talk to you." So tomorrow yeah. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. when the sun is up, because well, I'm going to bed soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, time because you as a volunteer know, as much as especially early on, I. You know, I, I would be lying if I didn't feel like, oh, they want to talk to me. Wow, that's so great that they trust me and want to talk to me. Kind of what you were saying earlier, Chris. Yeah. And so you think like, I'll stay up and I'll give them my greatest advice at one in the morning. And you're like, no, you won't. You're not going to really <laughs> listen to them well at one in the morning. Go to bed. You start again tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for real. for real. Very true. Very well, true. hey, y'all, this is a lot. And uh, and obviously, we try to keep our – we're already going a little bit longer on this podcast, on this episode than we normally go. We recognize that this can be a really challenging uh, topic, but and we're not pretend, pretending like we have all the answers. We are here for you, and we'd love to help you. Uh, you know, if, if for some reason you happen to be – you're listening to this, and you're just in a setting – uh, where you really don't have anybody that you can go to from a leadership standpoint, uh, because you're not only volunteering in your youth ministry, you're volunteering and you're leading your youth ministry and you just need somebody to speak to, you can go to the show notes page and reach out to me and I'll make sure we connect you with the right folks. And we're willing uh, to spend time just helping you uh, with this stuff. So that, because that's what we do. And that's why we're doing this podcast ultimately is we love volunteers. We know the importance of volunteers and we just want to keep on encouraging you uh, in everything, you know, that you're doing with all of these things, right? Any final words there before we wrap this thing up? 
No, yeah, just like what Chris said, um, we're here to help you. We want to we want to set you up for success. We want you to help. We want to help you reach the the next gen kids in your area for the glory of God. So we're here. Just use us when you need us. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, hey, that does it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us today on a really deep topic and a really serious topic. But thanks for joining us. Hey, if you have any ideas, by the way, on maybe a topic that we could do for the show, uh, we're getting ready to start looking towards the fall and start planning out the fall as we kind of wrap up this year. You know, we've got four or five more episodes before we take a break in the summer. But if you've got any ideas on 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 topics we could cover, man, we would love to hear from you. You can find this email that I'm about to give you in the show notes page, but uh, you just you can email us at youthministrypodcast at gabaptist.org. Also, don't forget now that we also add discussion questions in the show notes page so that if you want to listen to this with another volunteer and maybe talk through some things and, and unpack this a little bit, we'll put some questions there for you as well. Yeah, and make sure that you join us next episode, episode 18. We're going to talk about being a youth ministry volunteer versus being a chaperone and what the differences between those are. And I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's a good topic. Here we go. a big difference. Yep, yep, yep. Well, hey, Wait, special what? thanks to the George Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this as a, re- a free resource. We're especially thankful for the churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. Hey, if you need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org slash next gen. Again, you can find that in the show notes page. Hey, we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers.